Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> good. Pretty good. Apparently the app uninstalled. Ew. So I'm just using the little browser version. Yeah, I see, like, you don't have a profile picture anymore, but I mean, neither did I, so. Whatever. Um, So, welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) It's been been a a hot minute. (laughs) It's been a minute, but who cares? We don't care about consistency. No. We care about quality. We care about quality, and this is going to be a quality episode. Um, you really hyped this up already. We're only like a minute in. <laughs> so, um, wait, 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 wait. I am, I am that one toothbrush that you just keep using over and over again. And that you try to throw away, but now you use it to, like, clean the toilet bowl? Because you wanted to save money? I'm that today. The panda, (laughs) Yvonne. I'm that one house in your neighborhood that the yard is never taken care of and always looks a bit run down, but inside there's lots of fun secrets. The lion. Ew, is that from like lock and key that you were telling me about? No. (laughs) That was just what I felt like today. Okay, okay, okay. We started off really strong. Really? Yeah, did you hear the sarcasm least in my voice? Uh, uh. Oh, yikes. I'm just. This we sound like we're doing great today is what I meant. <laughs> well, what's yours, Sarah? I forgot to think of one. So I am the sparkler that just doesn't seem to want to light sometimes, but it doesn't. <laughs> the hairless cat. Sarah. <laughs> this is all really depressing. You guys are all so <laughs> me the toilet okay, bowl. I'm the really bright sparkler. <laughs> the neon one. <laughs> the one that smells really bad. But okay, it's, wow. It's Thanks. pretty on the outside, but once she gets ignited, it can be pretty bad. No offense. Anyway, I'm gonna go back to the first sparkler one because that one was better. <laughs> um, I'm being stinky. So it's been like two months, and we're catching up. What has happened with us? We started the theater company. I quit my job. Colton threatened to quit his job, and now he's back. Um. Oh hey. <laughs> Um, what (laughs) (laughs) what okay anyways oh hey Colton's back um and Sarah I don't know what you've done besides the Apollo Theater Company do you want to expand like in like within like the last month yeah um it's mostly like that and then work that's basically kind of just been my life and you were telling me something about work (laughs) that i think that i think can apply to every customer service job in the world when people are too impatient oh (laughs) i can't i can't with people how dare some funny. people I understand. I understand why they are they're old they're allowed to be impatient sometimes <laughs> it's just funny because like they'll like talk trash behind my back but like they don't try to be quiet <laughs> like they're just so loud like today so I served alone again today at lunch 
Uh-huh. And I said, wait, I told you I have to wait till like five after until I can start bringing drinks in. And so I have to stand there with like the stupid black and yellow, like, it's not, it's not tape, but it, you know what I mean? Like with like the little cord that goes across, I have to stand there and make sure that everyone came in, that everyone sanitized their hands. And I hear one of the ladies, she's just standing there. She's just standing there. Oh. And I was like, I have to just stand here. <laughs> I don't want to just be standing here, but this is what I was told to do. <laughs> Until five after. And then no one bothers to help me on my side either. Oh. We have like 20 people. And the other side has like 10. Mm-hmm. And they're just like back there. Sorry, this isn't supposed to be eventing. But like there's like two of them back there. I'm like, you don't need that many people back there to serve plates when all the plates are done. I don't know. I'm like, whatever. It's okay. I'm still here. Everything's fine. Everyone ate. We're all good. But yeah, go on with the impatientness. You seemed like you had something to go on with that. I went off on a tangent. No, it's it's fine. It's what makes us vulnerable and exciting. Um, <laughs> that <was> really exciting. <laughs> I don't know. It, it happens every time, every day. Someone's like, "Where? Where's my food? Where's my clothes? Where's this certain subject? This certain noun?" I'm like. If you work with people, you understand that most of the time we're not just sitting around. <laughs> we are actively doing something that our job requires us to do. So how dare you, as a person, attack me for doing my job? I don't understand it. I don't under- I don't want to be there, Miss Susie. I don't want to be here, ma'am. I'm here for the money. And I get treated like garbage. Thank you. Um, but then when they're nice, you love them. But when they need something, I just, it's too much. And Colton deals with kids. So it's like the other, what is it? The other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're just as needy, but they're. Are they? I think old people do too. <laughs> Sometimes when I think of kids, really? I think of like kids like eating dirt and like having boogers and like I just can't and I just can't with kids. Oh, well, they don't all have boogers. A kid. No, but kids. Yeah, actually, kids go out of their way to like touch everything and like put things in their mouths. Day. I'm just like. I was a kid before. I know I was gross. <laughs> I know kids can be stupid. Just like me. No, I watched a kid. He had a bead in his hand. Putting... Buddy, you're going to choke on that. Go throw it away. And then he put it into his mouth. I swallowed it. <laughs> what? I was like starting to call someone. I was very worried about this child, but he just swallowed a bead. And he's like, it's okay. okay it was so really you, small. like, cut out for me. You, like, cut out for a minute. So I was like, what happened? I just heard, I swallowed it. <laughs> no, a kid just swallowed, swallowed a bead. Oh, my gosh. My mom once got peanuts stuck in her nose when she was little. Oh, goodness. I once was eating cereal at a friend's house and one of like the Cheerios got stuck in my throat and I had nothing to drink. So I opened their fridge and just opened their gallon of milk and just chugged it. No, you did not. I did in front of the whole family. And I was like dying. I was like, I need to breathe. And, and it worked. And they just threw the gallon of milk away. And I was like, okay. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) So we've started 
this theater company, which was all Colton's idea. I don't know how Colton came up with it. Do you want to explain why we're doing this? Well, it was a plan always in the works because I tried to do something like this last year, but it turned out awful. Um, you know, it was good. It was a good experience for some of the kids. Um, it was a learning experience for me. I learned what not to do. Um, there wasn't any auditions, so we just had whatever kids just wanted to be part of this fun class were there. So everyone were at like extremely different levels. <laughs> Not just like of talent, but also dedication. So it was really hard to put on a good thing. And like, I was not dedicated because I had work and I was in two different shows and both of which were in Ogden. So I would leave work early, drive to Brigham City and get there to rehearsal late. And then I would have to leave early sometimes to get to rehearsal back in Ogden three days a week. So um, I wanted to do something like that again, but just better and be more dedicated. <laughs> um, uh, no, so what was the so format? Good. What was the format? Because now I think what we're doing, we're, we're basically focusing on like musical numbers and then uh-huh. we give the kids a couple of smaller projects to work on, which way they will perform later. Um, and then they perform on Saturdays, like every other Saturday. And a lot of our time is like dealt with choreography and, um, working on monologues. But what was it before? What did you do before? It was basically the same thing, but I feel like there was less musical numbers to work on because we didn't have, oh, we're going to, um, work on all this and then record it on Saturday. We didn't have that. There was no need to record it. So basically it was um, we were going to work on these things and perform them at the end of the summertime. But I guess they did have to perform individual things every Saturday at the farmer's market. But those things were mostly like work on your own time so they would have homework and then we would work on them a little bit during class. Which is what we're doing right now. Like I don't feel like we've given them so much time to work on their individual things um, with us. But I think the biggest problem was there were so many people, like so many kids who weren't doing their homework. That sucks. I mean, I think with an audition process, you can kind of start to tell who really wants to be in it. Because if I genuinely did not want to be in something, I would not go all the way and do a whole audition tape and send it in. So Mm -hmm. I think you can, like, weed out people just by that. I mean, so I think the audition helped because I can tell kind of that, like, 99% of the kids that we have, I think, genuinely want to be there and want to improve. Yeah. And they all work hard eventually. (laughs) You know, sometimes with people, you just got to communicate in their language. And, you know, Sarah's very, like, soft and, like, passive and, like, she's very, like, mom-like and relaxed. And Colton's, like, assertive and, like, um, he knows how to get things done and he always has answers to your questions. And then there's me and I'm just, like, yelling all the time. <laughs> Aggressive, like, come on, I don't have time for questions. And some people like different aspects of each and every one of our things. I think we're we're a good team. Yeah. In that aspect. Did you have anyone that helped you last time? Um I had Gabe. Uh-huh. And Gabe was there and he would always cover for me if I was gone and I also had Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Um and I had Amalia. Oof. Yeah, we're not going to go down that road today. <laughs> we can explain. We can throw her under the bus. I will not throw her under the bus. No, because here's the thing. When you do a bad thing and a lot of people know about it, 
there is no shame in owning up to it, but there is shame in hiding behind it and pretending like it didn't happen. Yeah, but she's dating one of my best friends. Ew, who cares? Ew, I care. Okay. Different perspectives for different people. Maybe another time we'll talk about that. <laughs> right now. But anyway, so I have like a team, but I think everyone on that team had different work work ethic. And not saying that like Gabe or Bruce were like bad, but they just didn't understand where I was coming from half the time. Or they didn't see the vision. And not to mention that I wasn't there half the time. So it's just hard to accomplish things the right way. Yeah. I mean, you're... You're on such a tight schedule when you do show up. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, after work, I'll be there. It's like you have exactly like 30 minutes to be there. Yep. And it's 30 exactly. minutes of work. So, I mean, I try to get there early. Some days at like 6.45. And then Sarah tries to get there early. Some days at like 7. But... <laughs> I do leave. I just want to point out to anyone who's listening... I live a lot farther away than Yvonne does. <laughs> so it takes me longer to get there. I also have five other people that I have to worry about their schedules too. Yeah, Sarah lives like 20 minutes away from me. Or like, it's more like 17. Because I was driving back and I was like, hey, I listened to Despacito like four times. Like four and a half times. And I was like, okay, this is like 15 to 17 minutes, I think. Um, driving back. Yeah, you're because you're like right on the edge of town. It takes me like 25 minutes to get to work. Yeah. Um, but anyways, now we have this new theater company with me, Sarah, and Colton. And we focus a lot on musical numbers. Basically, we've each choreographed at least one by now um then we also get to experiment with like monologues and pantomimes and i just wish we had more time with those because i feel like musical numbers if we really push it through i feel like kids can get it done in like two days and then the rest Mm -hmm. we can just focus on other stuff because i feel like other stuff is actually really important too like if you can whip out a good monologue then that means you're a good actor just by yourself Whereas in a musical number, you can actually hide behind someone and follow their movement and pretend like you're singing. Amen. (laughs) Anyways, but that's just me. No, I agree. I agree with you. Performing and just singing and dancing. That's true. I mean, I just wish we had more time with monologues, I guess. Because we get like, we, I, I think we've had a total of like 25 minutes with monologues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the musical numbers look great, though, if you just pound them into their heads, <laughs> into their tiny heads. <laughs> I wish, yeah, they'll have to, is this going to be posted online? What, the video? Yeah, the videos. Yeah. I thought you meant this podcast. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> this podcast will be posted online. But I meant like the video, is it like a pay-per-view video or? No. No, it's just like a random video? Yeah. Is it going to be on YouTube? Yep. Oh, cool. We should, like, post up the link everywhere. We will. Yeah. Keep in touch. This is, like, random. This is super random. The random clip. We're here. But I just... Yeah. (laughs) So, 
like don't judge me for how random this is so you know it's like pay-per-view when i was younger i thought it was pay-per-view i thought it was pay-per-view too pay-per-view oh my gosh yeah that is so funny i've never heard that. i just remember you said that and i just remembered that when i was younger and i was like i don't even know like when i was younger i had no idea what that meant i was like what does pay-per-view mean i just knew that it was money yeah it's not good Same. yeah when i was i'm going to when i was little i thought pay-per-view was like a whole like one word i didn't think it was pay-per-view yeah. but i thought it was pay-per-view so I was yeah. like, I was like, of course. Yeah, like paper view, like all together, <laughs> a compound word. <laughs> a compound word. A compound word. You know, like can't, <laughs> cannot, pay per view, pay per view. What? Oh, that's funny. Um. So we've done Colton's number. We did Bruce and Miracle together. That was like a five-minute musical number. How did you choreograph all that and taught them in like two days? But somehow Sarah... (laughs) I just think... Are transitions, like, hard for kids? Maybe that's it. Maybe transitions are just, like, next-level things. But, like... Or maybe it's just my fault. Maybe it's just me. I'm just not a good teacher. No, I don't think that's the case. I I was just like, what is going on? Because you compare... (laughs) You compare Sarah's to Colton's, and I feel like I would rather learn Sarah's in two days than Colton's in two days. Colton's like stresses me out. Yeah. Mine has like Chaotic. five whole dance moves in it. <laughs> A lot of it is just cool camera angles that we keep on telling people. And <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. It really is. I'm excited. It's is that, that, it's like is that this Saturday? And it's just like that's this Saturday. Yeah, oh my gosh, Saturday. it's this Saturday. Are you ready, Sarah? Well, I'm ready. Oh. You're ready to whip them into shape? They did really well the last time they did it. Yeah, they're getting better. I don't think it's hard, but it is one of those that's like the little things make a big difference because there's a ton of little things. It's not like this huge conglomeration of combustive movements like Colton's, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, now you're gonna look here. And some kids like, don't. And I'm like, okay, this is important. (laughs) Please just tilt your head and use your eyeballs. Um... (laughs) But that's what we're going to record. We already recorded Bruce and Miracle. And um, Emily Masterson's song, Parents Lie. Yes, Parents Lie. Um, that's true. And they memorized that scene in like less than 24 hours, which was super cool. That yeah. is really cool. Like, I couldn't do that. They were on top of it. When I was their age, if I was Porter's age, like I couldn't do that. I think they're so talented, but they have so much growth to do. And, like, we were watching Hamilton yesterday, and we were just like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, chills basically the whole time. Yeah, literally chills. I was like, this is, like, Apex Theater. This is the, the creme de la creme or whatever. Um. The the transitions, the dancing, the songs. I just it's just like I understand. And for we're also not hopping on the bandwagon if we've already been on the bandwagon for years. <laughs> yeah, so. we've we've liked Hamilton ever since it got out. Like I have the Hamilton book. Um, I've you know we've been listening to Hamilton. Me too. <laughs> we've been listening to Hamilton for years. Um, but. Anyway, just the transitions. And now, like, I, I analyze it and I'm like, hey, these these are professional actors, dancers, singers. These mm-hmm. are 
people who are extremely talented already, who have put in hard work, who've gone to these amazing schools, probably, I don't know everyone's story, but seems like it. And um, they have, it's a full-time job. You know, you go to rehearsal every single day. Um, and they come up with these amazing masterpieces because I look at all the transitions and stuff and some of their movements like just between each individual dancer is so unique so i'm like okay that's characterization but then there are some parts that are like explosive and like sharp and very set to like one specific dancer and i'm just like okay Uh so the director had to have said something or like i don't know who or like the the dance captain or something i don't know how they work but they had to have taken the time out to choreograph that specific part. And I was like, that takes so much time, especially when it's one person doing all of it. Like we can do it, you know, with kids, but like with adults, I mean, of course they're trained and they like, this is their job. But like when you have that huge musical that just doesn't stop and it's always dancing all the time and you got to think about the next move and the next transition and the next song, I'm just like, wow, that is so much work. And all the dancers are buff. Even the the singers are buff because the singers have to dance, you know, occasionally. Um, Just the actors, everyone's just like sweating and spitting everywhere. Jonathan Groff is literally. Spitting everywhere, Jonathan (laughs) Groff. Literally, I'm constantly confused. so hard to spit. I'm constantly confused whether it's Jonathan Groff spitting or just like a random hyena that's like has rabies or something that's on the stage. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I just can't tell the difference anymore. It's just like the spit literally hit my face while watching Hamilton through the TV screen. Um, it was 4D. <laughs> 4D LG LTE uh-huh. surround sound. Um, but was yesterday the 4th of July? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we watched it on the 4th of July. Very patriotic of us. Alexander Hamilton. Um, anyways, we come back to the Apollo Theater Company. We, <laughs> um, we filmed Miracle and Bruce. And it took a while. It took a while. And uh, we realized, and in that moment, (laughs) we realized that some kids melt under this pressure. (laughs) And I'm like, it's just a camera, sweetie. Like, nothing changed. Like, we just have this camera right here. But, like, the pressure just got to some of them, and they lost their notes, and they lost their choreo, and they just sped things up. And I'm just like, okay... It's hard. There's pressure there, but also I'm just like no one's like coughing or like sneezing in the middle of the audience. Like it's just you with this camera. So I feel like there's less uh-huh. pressure than what we would have gone through. But I don't know. Those yeah, especially they're able to like we did it in little chunks. So like I think we went one one time through the whole thing. Where I just recorded the whole thing, and then after that we just did it in little chunks, so we could go back and do like the different camera angles. Or there was a part that wasn't that good in the full thing, so I just say, okay, we're going to use this little portion that we recorded instead. <laughs> so they had time to like fix their mistakes and redo. That took up literally all of our time. I didn't think it would take that long. It took up literally every single second. And that's yeah. with three people there helping. If it was one person doing that entire job, it would have taken like five hours. Um, it would have taken so long. <laughs> if it was just Colton in that room. Um, but I feel like it turned out well. I haven't seen the final thing. Have you, are you done, Colton, with it? No, we decided that we're going to record some little, like, intros, but that was us with the kids instead. Because 
Um, I was told by Susan that the words were sometimes hard to understand, that she didn't have any context, which is fairly true. Like, there's the, just no context in what was happening. <laughs> they're just the performance. <laughs> yeah. But, so like, she wants to, like to do a little my... context. I feel like you don't need that much context when you can just put it in a title or something. Because we see these musical numbers on YouTube all the time. And they literally just have the title and the musical with it. And then we just enjoy it. But I mean, put in all the context that you want. I mean, I guess these parents will have a lot of information to go about these kids. Yeah. I don't know. Context was important, so I figured it was, I don't know, it'll be fun to just hear the kids explain it in their words. Yeah, it will be fun if it's the kids. And not us. I hate it when it's us. And not us. <laughs> I don't ever want it to be us again. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's me. <laughs> and I'm Sarah Dolan. <laughs> what a meme. And I'm Sarah Dolan. I said... I said it normal. I don't know why we're still talking about this. You did say it normal, and I don't know why it's hilarious, but it is. I don't know either. I don't think it's that funny. And I'm Sarah Delman. Okay. <laughs> well, it gets more dramatic every time you say it. I'm sorry that I have to cut my time short, but I have to go. Oh, no, you're fine. We've reached... The 30 minute mark. How dare you? <laughs> but you guys just kidding. Bye. Well, I have to go. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Love you too. Bye. bye. Okay. What? So, Yvonne, <laughs> has anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> has anything funny. <laughs> happened to you recently? Has anything funny happened to me? I feel like everything's funny. I feel like there's a hard time when things are not funny. Your dog, Bailey. I can't. Oh, my god! I can't with your dog. She, it's like, I don't want to say. She, does she, like, have, like, multiple personalities or something? Because she goes off. I wonder. <laughs> she goes off and then calms down. And then she just goes off. So she's got like bipolar or something. <laughs> I, don't... I don't know. So she, my dad didn't want her sleeping in the tent last night with like the rest of my family, oh. and she doesn't like to sleep by herself. And so she came into my room, and I was like, "Okay, you know what? Fine, like whatever." Because when I didn't let the dog sleep in my room when my family was in Lake Powell, then they barked all night. Uh huh. And so this will be better. It was not better. She like could not find a spot on the bed where she wanted to stay. I can't. And she kept like trying to take up more of the bed like she was like pushing into my back like pushing me off the bed almost i was like i can't sleep i have work i was exhausted today oh she kept me up all night yeah it's just you know we don't work nine to fives you know it's like a. it's so early <laughs> like <laughs> like i envy people who are like yeah i work nine to five because then like you know, you have your night and you can, like, have time to, like, cook dinner or something. But then when you work, like, 7 to 3, like, your day starts off so early. But you're so exhausted. And it's only, like, 3 o'clock. And you're like, hey, well, I have all this time. But I'm miserable. At least that's how I yeah. was. And, like, but now I'll be working more 12-hour shifts. So it's like, wow, actually, I don't have a day. I'll just give it up for money. Um <laughs> that's really how it's gonna be with 12 hour shifts but you know the whole eight hours working at seven is just i feel like that's so draining and especially when it's like a people job you know sometimes i feel like retailers or something you know they have like set hours you know the store is only open for a couple hours nowadays but like if you're in housekeeping for people that actually live there 24 7 it's like, you got to show up. No one's going to just show up for you. Do you have on-call people, Sarah? No. No, I don't. I am the on-call. <laughs> I think 
you know, you got to go or you got to go. There's no other way. Um, and that's just how it is. But I don't know how I went off that in that tangent, but you're Bailey. I didn't know what we were t- oh, we were talking about Bailey. <laughs> but Bailey. Oh my gosh, she kills me. And then the smoke yesterday, we set off smoke bombs or whatever they're called. And first of all, I was scared. So of course, me being an idiot, like put the smoke bomb on the floor and I didn't realize that like the light, the lit part was like facing down. So it just went out. And I was like, okay, well, that was my mistake. Um, And then when it finally (laughs) went off, we were like, okay, let's like, dance in it and it was like the most toxic smelling thing I have experienced this whole year I just remembered something what when I was younger we were setting off smoke bombs on the 4th of July my uncle was visiting my uncle who lives in Texas now Mm -hmm. and he went to a dance in the smoke and he burnt his ankle (laughs) Because he got too close to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't remember that yesterday. I just remembered that now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> was like, and like, like dancing the sparklers, and it. He was like, Ow! the sparklers burnt too. Like when I was little, like here's a little fun secret about me. I actually ha- didn't touch a sparkler until I was like 17 years old. Because what? Because my parents were like, no, no, no. Like, you're going to get a sparkler in your eye and you're going to go blind or the sparkler is going to burn your finger off and you're not going to be able to write with your left hand. You know, they were very that. So I really did not touch a sparkler. I've touched, which was funny because I've actually like played with actual fireworks like from Wyoming, but never, oh my gosh. never touch a sparkler. Because I guess you can light up a firework and it flies away from you, but a sparkler. Now that is a dangerous game. Anyways, we were dancing. They do, they burn. <laughs> they, they did burn us. I mean, the sparklers did burn, but whatever. And your sisters killed me when they <laughs> you were just like lighting up the sparklers and they were like stabbing you with it. And I was like, she's gonna get burnt. Um, <laughs> and then there was this one moment where <laughs> was it your sister she was like right in front of a sparkler and we lit it and it like shot in her face and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like the big neon ones yeah. and we went to go light it and it was like <laughs> it just shot off or when she was holding hers directly at me and it like shot off onto my hand <laughs> Those sparklers, man, they are dangerous. They are so much. And I I mean, whatever. I mean, that was a whole funny thing. And then I just love Heidi. Shout out to Heidi. She makes me laugh every single time. She just tries. She tries to be nice. uh, But she knows that sometimes what Colton has been through. (laughs) She just tries to be nice to all parties involved. And we're like, no, no. Stop being <laughs> Don't make excuses, Heidi, <laughs> for her. Don't make excuses. <laughs> Speaking of Heidi, she told me, I don't remember saying this last night, but she said that she, like, walked out for, I guess we were outside, and she, like, walked up, and she said that I said, where did you come from? And she said, over there. And I said, oh, she said, are you talking to me? And I said, who else would I be talking to? I don't remember saying that. Was that Gracie that said it? No, that was you. I do not remember saying I that. I don't like, know. I don't all. know if you said the last part. That doesn't sound like you. I don't know. But you definitely said, where did you come from? I remember that specifically. I don't. My mom was like, you said it. And then, then she said this. She's like, well, it was dark. I couldn't really see. And I was like, well, how did you know that it was me? And she's like, I don't know. I just guess. Because <laughs> Colton and Yvonne. I was like, oh, my gosh. But, like, I have no recollection of saying that whatsoever. I, I remember the first part. I'm not quite sure about the second part. Because I remember Heidi just, like, appearing out of nowhere. And I was like, where did you go? I was thinking the exact same thing that you said. 
Um, <laughs> where did you come from? Because um, most of your family was in the tent already. Yeah. And then Heidi just appears back there with like some sparklers ready for us or something. And we were like, <laughs> you were, yeah, Heidi's you were asking questions about like, I thought we were going to do this as a family. And everyone was like, no, 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 we don't, we don't believe in family for Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was a direct quote from my family. <laughs> we don't believe in family. <laughs> no, but your family killed me. I was like, wait. <laughs> everyone did everything and like it was just barely dark like the sun wasn't even like completely away out yet and they were like no we used most of it and i was like okay that's fine like we have the snake turds left i was like oh thanks for leaving the best one for us (laughs) oh gosh oh my gosh i can't it's like the most disgusting firework (laughs) it's so gross do you want to explain it? Because I didn't know what this was until I went to your house. Oh, okay. So basically, so you light it. And like, I don't know what it's like, like stuff is like. It, it. What, so it just looks like these big black snakes, like almost like big black worms are just like coming out of it, like exploding out of this box into the ground. And that's just what it is. It's not special. It's not super cool or anything. It's just kind of gross. <laughs> it literally looks like the claws of like some disgusting like what what's that one? So yeah, it's like Slenderman's little fingers just coming out of the ground and like sneaking up on you. And like it's tiny. It's not that big. And I think it smells really bad. Does it? Did it smell bad? I feel like everything smells bad I'm on the 4th of good. July. Yeah, all fireworks. <laughs> I feel like everything just smells bad. <laughs> and then you were telling me this story about how a firework lit your lawn fire. Oh, what was that? Yeah. So, okay. So I didn't even tell you the whole thing. <gasps> My uncle from Texas went and bought fireworks, and we were really excited to like light them off, but. And he bought other ones, too. Like, not just these ones. But these ones were big. And he realized, like, oh, these go up in the air. We're like, I think we'll be fine. Like, we had it, like, where we were. Like, it was, like, open. We were worried that it, like, might hit the tree or something. But we, like, we're like, no, like, it looks like it's fine. And we're like, oh, how cool. Da, da, da. And then the force from the firework and, like, possibly, like, the wind. It wasn't super windy. I don't know. It must have just been the force from the firework. It, like, knocked it over. And then... It shot off another one, so then it just started spinning. And so it's, like, shooting off fireworks, like, at us, and it shoots the one off, like, by the where the chicken coop is now, and then by, like, out in the field. And it's, like, lights every... It was, like, this like, huge... Not, like, a forest fire, but, like, this huge, like, fire out in our field and behind our house. And so, like, we go... I go to run and grab the hose, and it doesn't reach out to the field, so my dad takes it over to the other fire. And so I run out to the fire in the field, and I take off my pullover, like my sweatshirt. I start beating the fire out with my sweatshirt. I'm, like, in, like, the middle of this fire with, like, sandals on. I'm just, like, beating it out. Oh, my gosh. And then <laughs> and I'm, like, breathing in all this smoke. My uncle felt so bad after this. I'm, like, breathing in all the smoke. And then the freaking fire station shows up like the fire truck and like some cops and stuff and like we heard that there was a fire out here (laughs) we're like yes there was we took care of it oh also there like there was so much like the like so much of the field had caught on fire that we had to like fill these big barrels with water and put them in the back of the truck and like just dump them out onto the field to like make sure that all the embers had gone out Mm mm-hmm it was a good time. That's basically, that's basically it. Oh but... my gosh! Your poor uncle. Is this Jared's brother or He's Heidi's probably... brother? Heidi's brother. Aww, Heidi. His name is Brad. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I just love Heidi. So anyone related to Heidi, I love. So. Props you him. would love Brad. 
know you would. Therefore, I love Brad. Um, <laughs> but 4th of July, what? Okay, let's get deep. Should we get deep for the next, What? how long are we going to do this? Um, I don't know. Five more minutes. Okay, five minutes. Five minutes of deep talk. Okay. What about, okay. let's talk about 4th of July. What are some great things about the United okay. States that you're thankful for right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a question. Oh, I thought it was like, right? I was like, yes. <laughs> I said, what are some some things you're grateful Oh, great- what are some things? Yeah. I just heard that, like, there are some things that you're grateful for. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, Let's close off 4th of July episode. Yeah. Let's just say things we're grateful for. <laughs> I am very grateful. Like, this is going to sound like so basic just because it's the 4th of July, but like for freedom, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like for religious freedom, for like <clears throat> freedom of speech, just like think like we like look at other countries and people do not have the kind of freedoms that we have. Like, yeah, like the world is super messed up. And, like, things kind of suck sometimes. But, like, we are very lucky to be living here. I just think it's really cool. That That is true. I think, really- I think people don't appreciate the freedom, like, to vote. I think that's something everyone should be grateful for. Yeah. Um, that your vote, even though it's kind of a weird election process that you, the United States has, but your vote does, like count in little elections medium elections the big huge elections like a vote like a vote is a vote no matter what so just keep on voting for your elected officials um the right to protest and the freedom of the press the fact that we can critique our leaders what whatever side of the political spectrum they are on we can always like be like oh this wasn't good enough and we can talk about it and not be attacked like by the government for saying things you know like we can be attacked by our peers or whatever it's all gossip but like no one will ever come to your house with like a SWAT team because of a like Facebook post that you said because you didn't like um, something that your elected officials said that one time you know like that won't happen here that will happen in other countries and it's scary Um, so like be thankful that you can actually critique what's going on in this country um and uh, there there are some people there's just one thing i have to say that that i think countries can always be better you know there's always Mm -hmm. more things we can do for a country and more things a country can do for us but i think we're on a good track you know i think we've been on a good track every couple decades or so something massive happens like we had gay marriage we had the civil rights movement like we had women's suffrage like every couple of decades it just gets better and better so i mean let's not lose hope and you know the fight's not over yet for what we need mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i love living here it's cool it's cool very blessed mm-hmm I'm very grateful for like everything that like our ancestors or just like the first like settlers did. Like we were just watching Hamilton yesterday. So obviously this is like on the forefront of my mind, uh-huh. but just like, like that they fought to have a place like this and that they knew that they needed to. And you hear all these stories about like when they would be attacked or like the British people would come or like any like anyone else that was trying to attack them and how I don't remember I just remember this very specific story about how they were like attacking the White House um and they were like setting it on fire and they they left and right after there was like this huge tornado like a huge storm and how it was like they were just it was almost like God was like taking out his wrath on these people for like attacking this country that was supposed to be freedom that was like the next step in I don't know like advancing like the human race like being able to have 
freedom and being able to believe the way you want to believe and like do what you want to do like it was like a very big step that led like you said into all these other things like decades later with like women's suffrage and the civil rights movement like it's just like little by little things have gotten better and without that first push to have this place where we could have those freedoms and that wouldn't have happened it's just really cool I'm very grateful for everything that they suffered and all that they put up with so we could have what we have now I know it's a cool I think the United States is probably one of the cooler most modern histories of the entire world because you know it's a relatively new country it's only like 220 something years old um and in that short amount of time they've managed to do so much so it's really like impressive what like all these like immigrants that get together and like these people that were banished from their countries and people who wanted to settle new lands like yeah, there was a lot of turmoil in getting here, but what we have now is what we're going to work with and just be grateful that we have something to work with. We could have nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, 4th of July, America is a great country to live in. I, rec- I recommend it. Um, <laughs> in case if you, you can, have anyone that if you can visit, been thinking about moving here. if you're thinking about moving here, seriously, good luck. The immigration process is so hard, but um, definitely visit. There are so many cool things in you in the U.S. Um, and I've only experienced like a tiny fraction of it. Like I haven't even seen the Atlantic Ocean. And that's like half of this country. <laughs> so we should plan a trip to just see the ocean one day. The other ocean. <laughs> the other ocean. <laughs> the other ocean. The other Tyra Sanchez. The other Tyra. <laughs> um, we have so many trips to go on. Oh yeah, we need to plan a camping trip. Oh, we need to talk about all that stuff. But we will update this podcast later when we have more information. Anyways, it's been a <laughs> yes. pleasure talking with my two friends, one who's gone, and with Sarah. Um, <laughs> I will see y'all. Who knows when? I hope it's soon. Please. Hopefully not a month and a half away like last time. <laughs> We're just so tired of busy. And now that I don't have a job, maybe I'll actually well, invest more time into this. Now. Who knows? Maybe I'll actually invest more time <laughs> into this. I have nothing else better to do. So, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you've gone this far, um, make sure to eat your vegetables and eat your fruits. And fiber is an, uh, a necessity. We don't eat enough fiber. And that's my ending speech. Sarah, what are your last words? Um, stay classy, folks. I love white women. Okay. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I'll see you later. Bye-bye.